You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can you believe it? Almost 33 years and I can't get that guy to get it right. It's Louisiana Saturday morning, but it sounds good anyway. Hey, welcome to the show. Glad to have you with us on this Saturday morning. i got a busy show this morning. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission uh, met in Baton Rouge this week. We'll recap some of the topics of discussion there. Also, some big news coming out of Alabama. Uh, CWD, chronic wasting disease, uh, has been detected. The first ever case in Alabama. We'll tell you what that's going to mean for some of you Alabama deer hunters. If you've got fishing plans today, and I know a lot of you do, we got some live fishing reports coming up for you from the people in the know that will help you get out there and try to find them and put some in the boat. Also, we're going to have Captain Martha Spencer, our co-host on Bayou Wild TV, also works with Southern Catch Charters. She's going to be talking about some of the upcoming opportunities if you want to get out and catch some of those yellowfin, blackfin tuna, and also a great fish, and it's getting to be prime time for them. I'm talking Wahoo in the Gulf of Mexico. She'll be joining us to talk about how you can get in on some of that action. Also want to thank all of you who participated in last week's Baddest of the Bad Boys competition for 2021. We do that every year, and thanks for those of you who cast your votes. Today we're going to kick off the 2022 Bad Boys season with a case that is rarely cited here in Louisiana. This one involves hunter harassment. That story is coming up. Also, Bayou Wild TV, I want to let you know, is expanding its systems It can now be seen on Cox Channel 4. Your View is the name of it. You can pick it up on Roku, Amazon Fire, and other systems. That airing will be at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays and Sundays at 9 p.m. at night. And we get ready to start Season 8. And, of course, all the other channels, if you want to look them up for your area, go to our webpage at BayouWildTV.com. All right, I mentioned uh, some things went on at the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. One of the biggest items to come out was the report on the Louisiana flounder population. The biologists have discovered through research that it's not meeting its target assessment. Uh, Now that we have a new Louisiana law that allows the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries to regulate the take of flounder by commercial shrimping vessels, it is very likely, in fact, I'm pretty sure after hearing the commission meeting, that later this year the commission is going to be asked to vote on implementing both a recreational and a commercial closure. Sometime between October and November, uh, it could happen as early as this fall. This is in response to the problem not being overfishing is what is claimed with the speckled trout situation, but reproduction, and this closure would allow for increases in the spawning potential. Some of the other Gulf states already have fall and winter Flounder closures, including Florida, Alabama, and Texas. Are you okay with that? Do you really think that the flounder are in trouble? And would you be willing to give up what really is pretty much prime time for catching flounders in Louisiana in the fall uh, in order to bring those back? Text me. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. That's 
260-1870 comes right in here directly to the studio. You can also put your other fishing and hunting reports. Uh, your comments, your questions are all welcome. We take those texts all show long. That's 504-260-1870. Weather forecast, if you're headed out, they're calling for some rain, about 40% chance today, depending on where you are. Uh, southeast winds offshore, 15 to 20 knots, 3 to 6 foot seas offshore. On the inside waters, uh, east wind about 15 to 20 is going to bring about a moderate chop. going to be a little breezy. Uh, tomorrow, more likely chance of rain and pretty much the same forecast. Uh, some winds out of the southeast and east about 15 to 20 offshore, uh, dropping down 10 to 15 out of the south tomorrow with a moderate chop. Average tide rain is about average, 0.6. Mississippi River is at 4.5, pretty low for this time of the year, comparatively speaking, and with a tendency to fall. So there it is. Stage is set. We're back to kick you off with our list of fishing reporters. Robbie Campo is next right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, for those of you that have been tied up with uh, holidays and things like that and hadn't been fishing in a while, but you're going out this morning and you need a little bit of advice and direction, we got the folks to help you out. One of them is Robbie Campo. He runs Campo's Marina down in Shell Beach, and he joins us on the air now. Robbie, thanks for being with us. What can you tell us about fishing conditions in the uh, St. Bernard area this weekend? Well, i tell you, uh, Don, um, you know, just by looking back on this past week here, um, uh, Thursday was the only day that I saw any amount of trout being caught. Um, uh, yesterday we had a front come through. Um, this morning, you know, this morning we we dealing with, you know, 
it's not really cold. It's it, yesterday was brutal, man. It was it was <laughs> tough yesterday. Uh, you know, people bund you know guys that came out yesterday were all bundled up. Uh, I mean, it was just hard fishing conditions yesterday. We probably had a steady, you know, uh, 15 mile an hour wind for out for the most part throughout the day out of the northeast. Um, this morning we have a uh, nine knot north uh, east wind this morning. So, um, but it's 60 degrees, so it's not you know it did warm up some last night. Um, you know, it's not nowhere near as cold as it was yesterday. Um, I think I, but I still think that anybody's just going to fish today. If you're going to go, if you want to try to catch a speckled trout, um, on the backside of the dam was good Thursday, and up in Mister Go here, uh, going where the where the uh, Great Wall of Saint Bernard starts, going up towards Violet, they was bouncing plastics off of those rocks, and uh, they picked up a few trout, you know, along that uh, along those rocks. Um, up in the Biloxi Marsh, didn't see a whole bunch of trout being caught in there, um, you know. But they did pick up some bass in the, um, you know, around the St. Malo area, and over in, in Bay Gallego and Lena's Lagoon. Uh, same thing going up the channel, you know. They, people that fished this week down didn't go far; they stayed real close. Um, the only ones that the only two guys that I had that really went out and tried to do anything was Thursday. They went out and caught uh, a bunch of sheephead down by the long rocks and a cut, um, and that was the day to go do it. It was calm, and they went out there and did it, and they filled the, filled the boxes up. Um, I know sheephead are a pain in the butt to clean, but they they are there. So, um, And that requires a, you know, just a, a little bit of dead bait and a jig head, and, you know, <laughs> it's not rocket science to catch those things. But, you know, for as far as... Uh, far as catching you know but people come down here they want to go fishing trout so but you know but the trout bite has just been tough i mean it's you know in january um you know and, and it's just i guess we're just going to be into this pattern where we get a front every couple of days and you know your trout bite generally slows down at this time of the year but you know with, with water temperature still being uh it was 59.7 degrees i just checked it a few minutes ago right here at lake barn so with that said, um, you know your temperatures are still, uh, you know, in the good. So to go to go catch trout, um, they should bite. So um, if you if you go up the channel and stay around Mr. Go, and you fish up in these, you know, fish along these rocks, I still think you could catch some today with the water, you know, because the water temperatures being being where they are, so, you know, at you know almost 60 degrees. Um, you know, we got we got some cloud coverage this morning uh, still. So I think that probably blanketed us last night and kept the kept the temperatures where it where it didn't get too cold. So again, if you're coming down here, um, hook the left and come on down and see us. We're here and we're waiting and we're gonna do what we do and just kick this new year off and and get it going again. Rob, what about live bait? If somebody wants to use that, you got it. Well. Well, live bait, live bait is another whole, a whole heart of another call at time. Um, my brother's still, my brother's still out with COVID. Um, you know, so we, we, we've been having some issues with trying to get live bait here, live shrimp anyway. We do have some minnows on hand that somebody did catch. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I seen it, but we do have a couple of live minnows and we have, 
we have our, our dead bait that we sell here um, that we package up through the summer. Uh, we keep a, a we package them in a two pound pack. But if you are looking for live shrimp, the only places that you're going to find some this morning are um, over on Paris Road at Friendly Fishermen or Baiting. They have they had some. I don't know how many they have left, uh, but I do know they had some. Um, that, but that live shrimp situation is just getting tougher and tougher to get, you know, down in January. I mean, these things, you know, these things, they they hatch, they hatch from an egg and they go out and, you know, I mean, they grow up in here and then they go out when it when it's time to go. So, you know, the few stragglers they got left around here just ain't that many anymore, you know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so hopefully, hopefully Michael get over this uh, COVID stuff and. And he could get back on a boat and try it again. Uh, you know, if it doesn't get too cold, um, maybe they might they might show back up. Who knows? Got it, Rob. Thanks for the report. Uh, you know, sound like the best bet would be if somebody wants to load up on some sheephead, but you can find some trout. And of course, red's always around there too. So, always a good place to fish. And of course, you know, you don't need to be out there at daybreak. Let it warm up. That water temperature going to warm up too, and the fish get a little more active. So. Uh, could be maybe a little bit later in the morning bite. Robbie, thanks for, for, for filling us in on what's going on down there. We'll check in with you again next week. All right, Don. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye-bye. That's uh, Robbie Campo, our mainstay down at Shell Beach, Campo's Marina. Easy to find. All right, we come back after this. Going to get to some of your text messages. Also, Jeff Brule is going to join us with an early morning bass fishing report. Also, uh, covers all areas of freshwater for you. Got that coming next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time for our Bass Fishing and Freshwater Report with Jeff Brule. It is a service of Berkeley, a division of pure fishing, where for more than a quarter century, the Berkeley scientists have been studying fish behavior to determine what scents and tastes trigger the strongest and longest strikes. The result, Berkeley Power Bait, which fish bite and hold on to 18 times longer than conventional baits. No kidding, 18 times longer. Go to berkeley-fishing.com to put time on your side and more fish in the boat. Jeff joins us now. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, what's the, the basic outlook on bass fishing? We, you know, weather, considering what we've got, the uh, Mississippi River steady right now, but it's got a little bit of a tendency to rise, and uh, we had some storms that kind of tore up some of the marsh areas. What, what's the deal with bass fishing across the state? Uh, it's been pretty tough. Uh, the reports aren't aren't great. You know, you, people catching a few fish, but it's it's not like it was last year and the year before. Uh, but it's just slowed way down. Uh, you know, one of the weather's up and down, and you got a rise in the Mississippi River coming, and then some of the areas have no fish left because of this past storm, so people are kind of branching out, heading different areas. Uh, Delacroix is one spot that kind of a head-scratcher. It, it survived the storm. I mean, it did have a good tidal surge, but the guys aren't really catching a lot of fish in some of those areas down there. Batola and Leary and all that, they, uh, yeah, you it's like a needle in a haystack situation. You might find a fish here, a fish there, or you might pull up to a point and catch 10 or 15, but you might fish the rest of the day and not get a bite. So you got to stick and move until you find the right point of drain or maybe a little grass line. But it's really tough in the Delacroix area. I've talked to several guys that's been down there the last month and, you know, just catch one fish or no fish sometimes. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, the basin? Uh, how are we looking there? That you know, so goes the Atchafalaya, so goes the basin. What's happening there? It's it's good, but uh, 
the problem we're going to have the next few weeks is we're going to have a rise in river. It's around three feet right now, but by the end of next week, it's going to be above four feet on the Warren City gauge, which means the water's going out in the woods. And that's typical. Usually you get a late a rise in late January and, and a fall in February sometimes. And then you'll get this big May, you'll get the big spring thaw, and it'll get back up again. But it's a good areas around the West Basin, Ferret, you get up Lake Henderson, some of those places are producing some fish. But then you got to deal with the rising water, which just makes it a little bit tougher. Uh, jigs, spinnerbaits, and crankbaits are usually the best time, wintertime baits over in that area. And uh, Venice, we talk about the Mississippi River. It's been fairly low this year, but, you know, had a tendency to bump up and down. And, uh, you know, as the Mississippi River goes, so goes the fishing down in Venice. And uh, sometimes that also, you know, that Mississippi River can affect some of the other areas down that way, too. It pretty much survived the hurricane. There's some bass down there, but it's not the numbers that it was last year. Uh, I find that you really have to move around and hunt to really catch a lot of fish. And you can go down there, and again, it's like that needle in a haystack. You find the right canal or the right line of canes, and you catch fish pretty quick. But they're just tough to pattern. Uh, and then you add in some high water this time of year, cold river water, kind of slows everything down. Uh, the pearl, same situation. You get these rise in the river from rain. It can slow it down. The, the chef's kind of uh, one of those areas where, you know, you talk to some guys that are catching a few fish, and then, you know, I've been down there a few times and struggled to catch some fish, uh, the bass. You know, the trout are here or there. They scattered out around some of the trips I've had around Christmas. We caught a few trout. But, yeah, not bad trips, but not like it was in the past where you go down there and catch some trout, then you go catch 30 or 40 bass. So it's 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 a struggle. So better days are ahead, I think, once we get a little spawn and get through the year, uh, they'll be back to normal in, by summertime. If you're just tuning us in, uh, we're talking with Jeff Brule about bass fishing. Jeff, uh, this is a new year. A lot of times it's a good time for people to start off anew in a bass club. Um, what is the general trend with bass clubs? I don't know if it's just me, but I don't seem to see the – publicity you know used to be tons of little fruit jar tournaments they called them wednesday evening events uh we at one time i think it's still in existence the association of louisiana bass clubs it was an umbrella organization and just about every part of the state had affiliated clubs is all that changed and if it has what's happened to bass club fishing well i think a lot of it went to the internet you know facebook pages and and things like that. There's still plenty of clubs around. Uh, I just recommend this is the time of year you want to get in a club because you get to compete for the angle of the year points and like your top six, that ALBC thing that you go to Toledo Bend, uh, that's still in existence. Uh, there's still a lot of clubs that go. It's not the numbers that it used to be, but it's still a fun thing to go and compete for. But uh, they still have a lot of cookie jar tournaments, uh, all even on the North Shores. It'll slow down toward in the Manshack area this year because there's just not a lot of fish over there. But uh, the Lacombe and Bayou Liberty, Tufuncta, they all have some type of little Wednesday evening, Thursday evening tournaments. Uh, but there's some bigger clubs. You can actually go to some of the bigger events and move up. But it's just a good way to learn some local wars, meet people that are doing the same thing, get friends, guys that will take you fishing. And you don't really need a boat. You can join somebody's club because they're always looking for somebody to chip in for the gas, and a non-boater usually does that. So it's a good way to fish and learn the local areas and learn more about bass fishing. And where would you find a, a list of clubs uh, in, in your particular area? What's the best way to find that? 
Well, if it's just a regular club and it's not what they call federated, you just probably have to find word of mouth, ask some anglers that, you know, the bass fish. But if it's a federated club, which means that you can compete at a different level by your state or division, uh, your bigger uh, companies like Bassmasters and FLW have certain things in the TBF, the Bass Federation. You go to those type websites or Google search, and it'll tell you, who to contact in your state to join those clubs. And, and again, they're great fishing places they go to in the state and a lot of guys in them and fun way to get more experience and learn how to fish. All right, Jeff, all good stuff, my friend. Thanks for the report. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. All right, there he goes, Jeff Rule, updating us on the situation with bass fishing and also freshwater fishing. We'll probably get a report from him next time. We're getting close, pretty close to some prime time for those white perch or sockele, whatever you like to call them. All right, we're going to be back right after this break, and we're going to talk about that chronic wasting disease detected in Lauderdale County, Alabama, what that's going to mean to Alabama deer hunters and those of us in Louisiana who hunt deer in Alabama. We'll be back to talk about that. Take your text messages to 504 260 1870. It's Saturday morning, and you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, each Saturday morning we welcome your text messages in to 504-260-1870. Your comments, your questions, your thoughts, and also your comments on some of the issues we talk about from day to day. Here's some text coming in. This is from our friend, the Backstrap Stacker, checking in from Clark County, Alabama. It's a chilly morning. Deer haven't started running yet. Scrapes and rubs everywhere, but the doe just aren't in the mood yet. Yeah, that Alabama Prime rut season is coming up. It's still ahead. <clears throat> Usually late January is the best time. Uh, more about Alabama deer hunting in a second. Uh, Justin, listening to us in the Gentilly Refuge, just when he thought he'd seen everything two days ago, a whooping crane was walking in my yard. I took two pictures of it. Justin, I would really love to see those. Um, sometimes other cranes are mistaken for whoopers, but, boy, if you got a whooping crane in your Gentilly Refuge, that's big news. Send me those pictures, 
And you can find, uh, you can't text them to me here because we can't take pictures, but if you'll send them to my email, go to my website, which is dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and then just look for the contact button and attach those pictures there. I'd really like to see the pictures of your, your whooping crane, Justin. All right, and here's one says, I guess our luck ran out. CWD showing up in Alabama. It was in the north part of the state, close to Tennessee. That's from Ed Miller in Wilmer. Yeah, Ed, uh, unfortunately, it has shown up, and I guess it was just a matter of time. And right after this uh, quick station identification pause, I'll explain what steps the state of Louisiana, uh, Alabama is taking to uh, deal with CWD. We'll be right back to do that. But first, we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, news came out of Montgomery, Alabama this week that a sample collected from a hunter taking white-tailed deer in west-central Lauderdale County was confirmed positive for a chronic wasting disease. First case of CWD detected in Alabama's deer herd. Uh, a lot of people say it was bound to happen. I, I think it's inevitable. It has not yet been found in Louisiana, but I, I do think it's probably a matter of time. Now, Lauderdale County is right on the border of Tennessee in extreme northern Alabama. And what Alabama is doing to deal with this, they've created what is called a high-risk zone, which is uh, the, the immediate area of Lauderdale County uh, where the, the deer was, was located. Uh, they also have created a buffer zone, which is the rest of Lauderdale County and all of Colbert County. And it, the hunters, if you kill a deer in that part of the high-risk zone in Lauderdale County, uh, you do have to submit the deer head for sampling at one of the mobile sampling stations, mobile stamp, uh, sampling stations, that is. And if you happen to take one in the buffer zone, uh, you're highly encouraged, but it's not by law, uh, to drop it off uh, to have it checked for CWD. Uh, and again, uh, if you do take a deer in that uh, high-risk zone, it has to remain and be disposed of within that zone. You can't take it out of there. Uh, it's, this is an effort to keep it from spreading. Now, you can remove the deboned meat, the clean skull plates, and any rawhide, but no visible brain or spinal cord tissue can be taken outside of those zones. And that's, of course, where CWD resides. So if you need more information, go to the Alabama Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website, and it's all explained there. But uh, unfortunately, I, I think it was inevitable. And uh, so far, you know, it's been detected in every state around Louisiana, but we have not yet had a confirmed case here. It's uh, been in Mississippi, not far across the line, and hopefully won't get it. But uh, I think it's probably inevitable that it will get in here. All right, when you come back, I'm going to get to some more of your text messages. If you'd like to send us one, it's 504-260-1870. What about this flounder situation? Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission is going to be considering implementing a closure probably between October and November of this year in order to overcome a, a population deficit of the flounder, which is a result of uh, being taken uh, during the prime spawning time. Not overfishing, but a reproduction issue. What do you think? 504-260-1870 is our text line. We've got more fishing reports coming your way, too, right after this time. Uh, a couple of the items that were discussed at this week's uh, Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting in Baton Rouge, so there have been some new rule changes, and the hunting season dates for next year were uh, offered, and you can find all of those. It's a pretty extensive list on the website, but there's just a, any number of changes on the wildlife management areas, so you might want to take a look at that. Also, the uh, Recreational Offshore Landing Permit, which is the free issued permit 
but mandatory for offshore fishermen. Uh, if you you no longer need it if you are 16 and younger. Uh, 18 and older is now uh, the new required age for the recreational offshore landing permit. If you and also the, the great trigger fish has been added to the list of species that you need the ROLP for if you're going to be fishing those. That was a couple of other things in addition to the flounder issue that came out of the commission meeting. All right, getting back to our text message. we got Steve listening from Kansas City on the way to Iowa for the last day of pheasant hunting. Enjoy your show. Wishing for all hunters and fishermen to have a safe day. Well, Steve, hope you get your, your pheasants on this final day of the season. Boy, what a great sport pheasant hunting is. I had a Real good hunt up in Kansas not too long ago, and it's a shame we don't have pheasant hunting in Louisiana. We actually had a season. Uh, it was kind of an experimental thing, and uh, it was it, it bombed out. The only pheasant hunting you can do in Louisiana is on commercial preserves. But uh, what a great sport that is for the areas that haven't. All right, we got the mad trucker checking in. Uh, someone wants to know, what's the best bait for crabs? Well, you know, for Probably to, to, the last, the longest, because crabs can kind of be rough on your bait and tear it up. Uh, chicken necks uh, have always been good uh, because they're solid. they got a bone in it. Uh, it's kind of a lot of skin, hard for crabs to tear apart. But uh, one of the other best baits, if you can uh, take some of your fish that you fillet, just the carcasses with the head on and the rib cage and the tail, you know, right after you lift the fillets off of it, uh, that makes some really good crab bait too. So save your, uh, your skinned uh, fish, your filleted fish, uh, you know, the offal is what it's called. It would be the head and the ribs and tail. And you can stack that in the freezer and uh, tie that into your crab nets. Uh, that's also a good bait. All right, here's one that says, Don, once again, people on the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission haven't got a clue on what they're doing. How will they propose to stop the flounder from getting in the nets of commercial shrimpers by closing the season? October, November is probably the most profitable months for the shrimpers. I think that's from Mike in Myrtle Grove. Well, here's the deal. Um, there's, there's probably going to make it where you have to release flounders that caught in the net. And I know trawlers, depending on how long the nets are down, uh, the flounder, are not. some are not going to survive. Some will. Uh, by I guess the theory is by releasing them, uh, at least they've got a chance to survive if they're thrown into the ice hole and and sold in the market well there's not much chance of them surviving uh also they you know this could maybe i don't know it could open up a lot of cans of worms maybe they'll limit the number of uh, the, the the time that you can pull the trawl to ensure that the fish will survive during that time of the year during the close there's a lot of things need to be hammered out on this but uh i'm i'm pretty certain from listening to the way the conversation went uh, the biologists are going to probably in the next two or three months make a recommendation to the department on the dates of a closure and how it will work, how it will be monitored, uh, both for recreational and commercial fishermen. And uh, then they'll open it up for public comment and the commissioners will vote on it. But it's not really the commission uh, that would be, you know, in bad judgment, in your opinion. Uh, it's really up to the biologists to come up with the mechanism that would uh, allow shrimping to go on, but also ensure that, that flounder are protected during that critical time when they're spawning. All right, we're also hearing from uh, Brett. He's over in Bayou Liberty. Uh, someone wants to know, is the duck season closed south of Highway 90 this weekend? Uh, you know, we divided into the 
east and west zones, uh, you're probably talking about the west zone because that is most of south of 90. And, yes, it is. It closed uh, last Sunday, and uh, it opens on Monday. You know, can you believe that? I don't remember a season opening on a Monday, but uh, it does. January 10th is when it reopens in the west zone. East zone, if you're hunting in the east zone, it's open now through January 30th. And that season that opens Monday will also continue through the end of the month, January 30th, which is um, that's a, that's a Sunday, last Sunday in January. All right, here's uh, something here. Someone says something has to be done with the flounder situation. Uh, they've decreased in south and southeast flounder. The catch in Calcasieu has remained good during the winter months. We're not the only folks experiencing this. It's also happening on the east coast. I might not like these restrictions, but something has to be done for the future of recreational fishing. That's the comment from the Lafayette Yacker. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it's any secret. The flounder catches uh, the, the, the evidence is there, the empirical evidence. People just aren't seeing the flounders that they used to. And maybe this could be the answer by tightening it up a little bit. All right, uh, let's see. we got someone uh, who is looking for reports from the bank in point of Shen. And they want to know if there's any live shrimp for sale in that area. That's Elliot from Thibodeau. If anyone knows about that, got a report. If you've been down to Point of Shen fishing lately, tell us how you did. And if there are live shrimp for sale when you went down there. All right, you can text that to us at 504-260-1870. And we come back after this. We'll talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter. I've been filling us in on the the resurrection of Grand Isle. So typically this time of year, slow time for Grand Isle tourism, but sometimes the fishing can be good. We'll get his report next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, let's uh, chat with uh, Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com, and find out about the fishing situation down on the island of Grand Isle. Darrell, how's things going? Uh, Don, it's, well, it's been a little bit of a rough week, you know, with, with everything, the weather and so forth, and one of these you know, it's going to probably continue for just a little while with these fronts back-to-back. I mean, you know, we're getting the front back-to-back with the turnaround in between. It's been it's been keeping the water level a little bit low, which means that when they do come through, it's turning up that bottom. So, you know, the water's been a little bit dirtier. Uh, uh, I guess it was, you know, just something we don't think about. A, a, a kind of a new issue popped up this week is where do you find state crickets? <laughs> you know? Uh, with, with people kind of starting to turn toward wanting to fish those deeper holes and fish for, for sheephead with the dead shrimp and so forth, you realize that, you know, everybody's everybody's freezer situation has got wiped out down here at, with Ida, and, and nobody's put bait boats back in the water yet. So, you know, finding dead shrimp and, and all has been a little bit of a challenge. But uh, but the sheephead have started to show up, or maybe it's just that, you know, those of us that are fishing every now and then are starting to turn our attention to it. So, you know, just it, it, it goes right back to, I guess, what we've been doing for four months now to say, look, we're still here and we're still capable and and everything is starting to come back. So fishing Grand Isle area is fine, but it's still a situation where you need to bring everything with you. Darrell, you know, another area that was really hard hit was that, that Leeville area. What What is going on there? Is it making a comeback? Is it still in shambles? What's the latest? Um, Terry over at uh, Terry's Bait, he's opened on a limited basis that I know of, and that's about the only thing that I know of that's still open up there. Uh, BBY's Marina, 
which, you know, isn't, wasn't much of a marina. It's more of a, a campground and a little gathering place. They're doing everything they can to come back, and they'll be coming back. But pretty much other than that, everything that I've heard from, from the, the businesses there and so forth, none of them are coming back. This was two hits back-to-back, you know, between, between uh, Zeta last year and then Ida. And, uh, no, I think, I think the only one that's still in limbo that I haven't gotten a big answer for is whether or not Griffin's, which was the commercial dock, which also did have things such as offshore bait, your pogies and so forth. And they had, you know, your, your dead bait, such as shrimp and all. Um, haven't heard a final word yet on whether or not they're coming back, but it's going to be done. Unfortunately, I'm a, I'm afraid if something, if some investment or whatever does not roll into Leeville, I'm afraid that's one of those names that in the next 10 years you might see disappear off of maps. Wow, what a shame. What about the condition of that public launch? Uh, is that being redone or is it in shambles? What, what's the situation on it? It's it's in pretty bad shape. Um, I can imagine, I mean, you know, with Christmas and all, I had a chance to go up to Bayus and all. And looking at Lafouche Parish, they've got much bigger issues than that, than that ramp. So I would imagine that, uh, you know, like anything else, it's taken them a while. The damage was so significant, it's taken it a while to come back. I would imagine it's going to be a little while before they find the funds and the time to put contractors on that boat ramp. It was non-usable the last time that I actually drove to it. I'm going to assume it's probably still that way. Um, the, The boat ramp, in the Golden Meadow area, the one behind the park, uh, I forget what they what they typically call that one, but the one behind that, that public park there, it was rough, but it was still usable. The, the big thing is that big parking lot that they have there, it's one of those launch your boat and you got to go find somewhere to go because um, that big parking lot they had there is being used by one of the contractors as a laydown yard for all the broken telephone mm-hmm. poles and stuff. So that parking lot's full. There are places to access the water. Uh, I think Boudreaux's Motel in Leeville, I think he's he's trying to come back, and I think his ramp is operational. Um, there's there's places to access the water. It's just that it's not the normal situation that we had pre-Ida. Um, so you're going to have to make some arrangements, like I said, like on the Golden Metal lot, like where you're going to park. Yeah, I believe that used to, well, the name I knew it by was Basons, is what they called it. I don't know if it changed. Right, right, behind Basons, yeah. Right. It's very depressing to hear the situation down there because, you know, that was some very prime and and well-utilized places down there. And uh, do you know if there's any fuel available there? Yeah, Griffin's had fuel fuel tanks. Yes, there's fuel available both here on Grand Isle. There's fuel available, and in, in, in I think they've got at least one station back up and running in Fouchon, which, you know, had limited to start with, but it got hit real hard. Um, and um, there's certainly fuel available all up and down Golden Mountain. The fuel and the ice situation has been corrected. Uh, fuel and ice, the, the human food, uh, you know, your your restaurants and so forth, they're still having supply chain issues, so some of the menus are limited. But that type situation has all been corrected. It's now coming to, you know, our problems now are going to be the hard, the hard infrastructure for the fishing, such as the boat ramps and so forth. And, you know, then again, like I said, it's, 
with the limited amount of people that's been coming down, it's also been low priority for these businesses to get back into stuff like, you know, running bait boats and stuff like that. So the gotcha. the situation of dead shrimp and, and live shrimp and that type of stuff, that's going to be your, your lagging indicator there. Very good. Thanks for the very thorough reporting, Darrell. We appreciate it. And uh, let me know as soon as realscreamers.com is ready to take some customers and we'll get them signed up. We working on it as hard as we can, Don. It's just you got to eat. We still eating elephants. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's not real tasty. Thanks again, Daryl. We'll see you next week. All right, we'll be back with hour number two right after this brief pause. You're listening to the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 